0: Welcome to Talk is Jericho. It is is the pot of thunder and rock and roll and the only place to hear the joke of the week from Duff McKagan.
1: Oh yeah, Chris Jericho. Uh, Duff McKagan here. Real quick, you know, we're talking about science and stuff a lot lately. Uh, do you know the difference between an enzyme and a hormone? Yeah, you, you can't hear an enzyme. Thank you very much. Bye. <laughs> Ah,
0: uh, we had a lot of good ones in a row. I finally I'm finally got the uh, minute one from last week. Uh, but then uh, Duff breaks his streak with that one. Well, thanks to Duff anyways for never missing a Friday with the uh, joke of the week. He'll definitely be bringing it when Guns N' Roses hit the road later this summer. Hopefully he'll be able to keep calling in the jokes. They just announced their rescheduled dates, and they added 14 new ones, stadiums and arenas. They start back up July 31st in Pennsylvania, full capacity crowds. It's going to be a great time. Go to GunsAndRoses.com for all ticket info. And go ahead and buy your tickets to see Fozzy too. the Save the World Tour, launched on September 2nd in Columbus. We've got a few festival appearances happening before then as well this summer. You get your tickets at FozzyRock.com. Come out and rock with Fozzy. Check out the VIP too. Most of those are sold out, but we still have a few left in certain cities. So check all that out at FozzyRock.com. And just remember, we are going to be in Iowa City at Wildwood on July 14th. We're going to be at the Rockfest main stage on July 15th in Jacksonville, the Taco Festival on July 17th. Then we've got Sheboygan at Brat Days, August 7th. And then the Save the World Tour continues and really starts in earnest. September 2nd in Columbus. September 3rd, Joliet at The Forge. September 4th, Belvedere at the Apollo Theater. September 6th in Kansasville, Wisconsin. Going all the way to October 9th in Orlando at the Earth Day Birthday. So go check it out at FozzyRock.com for all tickets and VIP uh, for whatever we have uh, left. All right. It's going to be a great, great time. Uh, Through Fire, Royal Bliss. Black Satellite Zero Theorem will be out with us for most of the dates. So come check it out, FozzyRock.com. Fozzy is back, baby. Come hang with us. And don't forget the new video for Sane. Uh, It's on my YouTube channel. We filmed it on a roller coaster in Holiday World in Santa Claus, Indiana. No stunt doubles or CGI special effects for that, similar to the uh, rappelling that we did with the Inner Circle, which we're going to talk about just in a bit. And don't forget about the latest episode of Winnipeggers on my YouTube channel as well on my Facebook page, too. All about high school teachers this week, complete uh, complete with embarrassing yearbook photos and great stories uh, about getting uh, getting the ruler across the knuckles. That was still a thing in the 80s, so there you go. But like I said before, the Inner Circle is back here on Talk is Jericho, talking about the amazing, classic, groundbreaking stadium stampede at Double Nothing a few weeks ago. We're giving you a behind-the-scenes look at what it took to put it together this year, what the differences were between this year and last year. You hear all about Conan's surprise DJ appearance, the song that we were supposed to get, the drama around licensing music for that scene with Santana Ortiz and FDR. You hear all about Jake Hager and Wardlow's fight in the freezer, where that came from. And, of course, Sammy Guevara's talking about his crazy 630 he did in the ring, his Jackie Chan fight scene. And we're all discussing, like I said, the big rappel down the scoreboard Uh, no stunt doubles there either 100% the five of us it was scarier than it looked you'll hear all the gory details of the steep ladder climb to get up there sitting on top of the scoreboard in the howling wind waiting for the camera crew for about 20 minutes and of course the initial jump off the top and the uh rappelling down so much to talk about urban meyer mjf it was a classic moment and it's gonna be a classic show right here the inner circle returns to break down the stadium stampede two now and talk to jericho well, we're talking kind of the last time we did this was last summer after Stadium Stampede one uh, with the Inner Circle, talking about how crazy of a match that was. And we kind of want to continue to talk about Stadium Stampede 2, which just happened. And it, we found out uh, it was the second highest buy rate uh, in AEW history, which shows that the Stadium Stampede is a legit draw. And I think that's 100% because of us. <laughs>
2: I mean, we're the kings of the match, right? I think it's officially become an inner circle match. It really
0: has, right? Because the thing that everyone was talking about is last year's. I think, was such a surprise mm -hmm. as far as no one really knew what it was going to be. And then how do we kind of change it around this year? So, like, asking you guys, what do you think the biggest differences were between Stampede 1 and Stampede 2? You can start, Richie.
2: uh, I think... For me personally, right away was just the feel of it and the uh, the vibe that we gave off last year. You know, it had a lot of haha, a lot of uh, you know, pretty comedic spots that were amazing and great. And uh, I think we we did our job in in um, providing an escape for a lot of people during that time, like the height of the pandemic. You know, everything was just starting, and I think um, you know we did our jobs with giving a little bit of everything in that one. And then with this one, it was just pure violence. It was, it was, uh, I felt like it was, it was exactly what it needed to be with what we were building and especially coming off of Blood and Guts and just all that. It was, yeah, it just had a totally different feel.
0: Like the story was different this time because of it too, right? Like more of a blood feud that started with the Blood and Guts. And we can talk about that a little bit earlier as well. But we wanted to make it more of kind of a, like a fight, like a, like, a, like, a, like a big,
1: long movie fight scene. It's kind of what we were going for. Yeah, the, the hardest thing to do with a intense storyline, um, intense feud, is the, the finish really has to equal that intensity, you gotta pay it off in such a way. And to me, that finish in the ring live in front of everybody, well, you know, just really paid off all the violence. All the pain, all the souls that we had to take for that match. That finish in the ring was just something else.
0: And that was your idea for that, Sammy. Yeah, when
3: uh, when Tony and you told me that, I figured one of you guys came up with it too, or maybe you guys were already <laughs> thinking of it. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's crazy, you guys. You know, you guys went
0: with it too. What made you just? What made you think of it? Because it's a great idea. It's one of those ones like I should have thought about it, but well, I was Well, it's just didn't. cause like you know, there's gonna be 5,000 people there, and it's like,
3: damn, we're gonna do a pre-recorded thing, and they're gonna watch on a monitor. It would be nice to be out there in front of the people. phone there's a way, oh wait, we can do it, you know? <clears throat> and uh, yeah, I think it all worked out. Especially when you came out, Chris. Like, I, I, no one thought we are gonna go out, and then you're fighting in the stands up there. People lost their minds.
0: It was a cool moment because we had done, like, the, the whole fight, you know, 28-minute kind of recorded thing, And the best part was Spears runs being chased by the motorcycle club. And then it's like, we're back at that little area and it's three, two, one, go through the door. And people are still watching it back. People are still thinking, okay, this is the next scene. And then suddenly they realize like, oh wow, like, oh my gosh. And then they start to see this ripple effect of like, they're in the arena, they're in the arena. And then seeing you guys come around the corner and it was just a really great
2: idea. Ortiz, Ortiz was the one who also came up with the idea of all of us coming in through the crowd as if we were coming from the stadium, and I think that was awesome too. Like we, you know, the fans weren't expecting us to to be in even be in the building, and, and you know, we give them this huge surprise and all of us coming through the audience and stuff. It was it Where'd was you awesome.
0: Get that idea from you?
4: Uh, selfishly, I just wanted the the, <laughs> the validation from the fans. I just wanted to walk through the sea of uh, to, to feel that energy, man. It's just that the energy that night was unreal and uh, it, it was def- definitely a testament to us coming back. it was it was the best way to, for it to happen. and I I just was like, man, we need to walk through the crowd. like why wouldn't we, you know what I mean? We just had this this insane brawl throughout the whole entire stadium. why wouldn't we walk through the crowd? And I just, want, I just wanted to be amongst the fans. It was
0: one of those things. It was, it was perfect. We, there's no other way we, we, we should have done that. Mm-hmm. We could have done that, you know? Yeah. And, and it, 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 we were talking earlier, and someone made an analogy about this, in, in that that match was almost like mimicking what we had been through the past year. Mm-hmm. Yep. We started out in, you know, with no uh, our match at, with the repelling and all that stuff. There's no crowd. We're doing this great cinematic thing. People are watching. And then slowly we emerge into the arena. And then in the end, it's like the five of us in the ring. But everybody's singing. Everybody's mm-hmm. having just the best time. And it was really like, here's the perfect example of where we're at right now.
2: I think it was the perfect validation for all the hard work that we put in the entire year. You know, just 19. leading up to that and, and finally having that moment in front of a returning crowd and just... Uh, it, it's definitely something that that'll be with me forever personally like it's uh, all five of us being in the ring and and just feeling that energy and having the crowd singing and and just man it was emotional you know it, it really was
0: my favorite part was jake's like uh dance <laughs> it, was like, it was like he was in a mosh pit it was like doing like the frug or like yeah. the mashed potatoes <laughs> <or something. laughs>
1: I got a lot of gifts, guys. Dancing ain't one of them. You're
0: just feeling it, though. yeah, yeah. Like that was the best part of just feeling this crowd and yeah. like it was real.
1: And like you're talking about when Chris came out, like it was so cool because you could see it on the on our faces backstage as they were slowly coming out and slowly revealing to the audience. You could hear the rumbles and then the rumble got bigger and yeah. then it got bigger and then it was the big reveal that everyone could see him, and it was just like. We haven't had that feeling in so long and it's just like I really like don't want to toot our own horns but it was like just man a great energy all the way around. It was just good for the wrestling world and just great to be a part of. So going back to
0: when the idea was proposed because we had thought about doing this cut this long angle that would lead to blood and guts at the pay-per-view then Tony wanted to do it on TV. So so Stadium Stampede was like the, the retort for that. And once again, we're making jokes, but it really was kind of on our shoulders because we'd been through the first one, and like you mentioned, it was in the middle of this pandemic. No one really knew what to expect. We just wanted to put on. I remember, think we just want to put on a fun diversion for people, which we did. I mean, there was so it was violent at times, but there were so many gags, and then of course, Jake and Hangman's fight scene was completely serious. You guys up in the pool was completely not us on the field was ridiculous. But then it ends with Sammy taking this ridiculous, crazy bump.
3: Yeah, it was fun for everybody else. That whole match was too fun for me.
2: <laughs>
0: you got chased maybe like four times in that yeah. match. Horses and golf carts. So then, when the idea was stadium stampy two, I remember there's a lot of people saying, "Well, what are you guys gonna do? Like, how can you, how can you, you know, make make it better than the first? And I was saying, "Well, I'm sure." We thought that after the first Elimination Chamber or after the first Royal Rumble or the first Hell in the Cell, how could you ever top this first ladder match? We just have to figure it out. But I feel that it started with us because we had been in the first. What do we do to make it different in the second? Yeah. Right. And because of the, the story that we were telling, we wanted it to be more violent. Yeah. You know, and one of the things we wanted to do was make it more like, a, like an action movie and then we were like well, we should try and hire a stunt coordinator or something along those lines and then just behold that jake knows a guy
1: yeah what a what a cool idea and i think a lot of it stemmed from uh the um, locker room brawl that we had where you guys came out of the bathroom and into the um into the glass and what you guys did on the patio it looked so real and so cool and that was great and you guys had the idea to the, do the one camera shot on it and uh it was cool how it worked out uh his, his name is uh joe dryden he uh he's the husband to taron terrell and uh he's worked on a lot of big movies a lot of big tv shows and he was the biggest fan he came in here with a great attitude and not only helped us with like what we wanted to do but also helped the camera guys make it look a certain way he always said add energy to the mm-hmm. shot but it was, it was so cool. He climbed up to the top of the scoreboard with us and then climbed back down. <laughs>
0: I have you guys did you look at his his IMDB, like his credits? Like the wow. dude literally has worked on everything. He's a badass. In every aspect. Like John Wick was the one that you said. Yeah. But yes, it's been John Wick. But it's been like he's the entire uh, the whole uh what is N C S C I S S I S yeah. New Orleans, which yeah. I think is on his tenth season. Yeah. He is the stunt coordinator stunt leader stunt control stunt 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 oh. stunt but every other movie because even like, like bill and ted like all these other ones that you wouldn't even expect for 20 years and so when i looked him up when you mentioned his name i was like well this guy knows obviously what he's doing but how is he going to be able to incorporate that with what we're doing yeah. did he help you guys at all sammy because your fight scene was looked like a jackie chan yeah, movie
3: uh, just like with the chair thing in the beginning um he was saying like almost like there's like a ninja kind of fight and then we're like well we're in a chair room like maybe there's some stuff we can do there and so he kind of helped us with that going back and forth like a movie and then you know we had the wall flip Spears is like you know it's something you could do with the, the the wall and then the guy's like are you
1: athletic? Like can you I was like I could definitely do some backflip. Can we talk shit. about the wall flip? That yeah. was like straight out of Mortal Kombat
2: bro. That was awesome That was amazing He definitely helped us a lot too with yeah. our scene He was. How, how did he help for you guys? Uh, we were just trying to You know, because I I think the vision that we had for that was uh, a little mix of Roadhouse with, uh, you know, uh, another movie called Belly. Um, You know, we were just, we had so many ideas. We had a rumble in the Bronx that we were, you know, we were (laughs) referencing to. But yeah, we just, that was our whole vision and mindset was that we wanted to make it look like, like you said, an action movie. And we're just whipping a bunch of guys' asses, and then we we get to the point where we have a moment in the middle, and then we just fight. Like they they were super awesome with uh, making sure everyone was in place and and you know what things to do and what moves and yeah, they were they were just awesome. It was great to have them there, and and
0: you guys did the homage with Jake and uh, Hangman did last year. Have a drink before yeah, you fight. yeah yeah exactly. That was cool.
4: Um, yeah, uh, to go off of Santana's point uh he He actually brought up a really good idea of like fighting in layers so, so the scene looks more dynamic, so like when we attack somebody where like Santana attacks someone, I step in front of him, I attack someone just so it adds a different like um uh energy to the scene, and it kind of keeps it moving he was He was like uh really telling us like when you do stuff too much too fast, then it'll kind of get jumbled up mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there has to be a pacing just like there is a, with wrestling and that was easy to kind of like for us to kind of get with. And uh, yeah, they, they were dope, man. He was he was really cool.
2: It reminded me, honestly, like of, of I don't know if you guys ever seen The Raid. It's like this uh, oh, yeah, a movie. For, I think it's movie, like Thailand or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, there's a fight scene in there where the guy is in a long hallway. And there's just people coming out of different apartments. And he's just fighting through in layers, you know, <laughs> yeah. going through that hallway and just... Bussing his way through And it was Yeah It's it was interesting Because
0: awesome. he told me This fight scene That you guys did In you know 12 hours Would take three weeks In the movies And I was like Well it's like Guerrilla filmmaking man Because yeah. the thing That I really felt about it Is like We think like wrestlers We fight the way Wrestlers would fight So when you We're doing bar scenes Or whatever the, It's is a wrestling element too But for, what I liked with him Was he He put the stunt Fighting The Hollywood yeah. into it Like there was a couple times with, with Max and I And they're the two best Punches of the night Where you film from behind and you the movie throw magic, movie yeah. magic and we yeah. missed by you know three feet but from behind it looks like I clocked them because you're like wrestling punches stop these ones go right through and yep. it's like a Schwarzenegger thing and I was like why don't we do this all the time but of yeah. course you would have to be completely locked in with the camera and then he came up with the idea where where I, uh, I hit Max and then ran the chair where he sat in the chair and then took him and would run him into so, something <laughs> But And then the other one that was really cool was his other buddy who was Corey. We're calling him choreography. <laughs> he, we go into the office and he goes, I just did this video and it's a fight scene where the camera is on one side of a window and the guys are fighting on the other side of the window. So we did a fight exactly like that. And I was like, do you just happen to have this on you? Because they didn't really know. They weren't really scouting out the place because he was supposed to come when we did our rehearsal a couple of weeks ago and couldn't make it. So I was like, how do you just happen to have this stuff? But that's what they brought to the table, which I thought was just great. And the one I thought for you, Jake was, was when Wardlow picked up those kind of water cans and used it like as boxing gloves. Is that something that he thought of? Cause that you think of that?
1: Oh yeah. 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 Uh, we were uh, trying to like make it as natural in the elements as we could and just use what we had. Cause there was so much in there. And, uh, he uh, kind of gave us, like, hey, maybe these are a good thing to play with. You know, just watch out for, like, the metal end on them. And then he, the the jab, that looks so yeah. good. It looks like he took my head off with it. Originally, originally we were going to shoot that from behind and show the head jerk. Mm-hmm. And then they ended up shooting it the other way, and it, and it still worked out. And then he said at the end of that, that was one of the shots that, he didn't know it could have worked out from that way and it ended up you know going yeah. so my favorite was the the
2: the freezer scene and wardlow grabbing the huge icicle and trying to stab <laughs> you with it that was awesome man like yeah. yeah i you guys definitely like that element and, and using the freezer and that was awesome
1: eight-year-old jake channeled his the uh, schwarzenegger hell Canada yeah there. <laughs> you're full of steam wardlow <laughs>
0: But that's the thing too. Like I know a lot of people were were bearing us last year for not a lot of people. The the, the we know who they are. The assholes were like, oh, it's too comedy, and this is this is so funny. And we are like, and they're like, oh, they're just how can they do it with this year? And people never know exactly what we're thinking. And We're always a step ahead because we know what we're doing, and we knew that this was going to be more intense. But there still also has to be some laughs in it. Like you know, the, for us, it was the Urban Meyer, or even like I grabbed the. I grabbed the megaphone and yelled in his face, which, by the way, really would, like, it's loud. But it's funny, but it's loud. But I think every great action movie has stuff like that in it. All of our favorite movies, like you mentioned, Schwarzenegger, any Jackie Chan, or any John Wick, there is moments of smiling, as there should be. So I was like, we can't just go completely away. Maybe we won't have Ortiz, you know, get stuck in a bell, which is still my all-time favorite moment in A.W. history, where he's just doing the shake because of it. But let's go back to, once again, okay, so how do we create this? So we came here a couple of weeks before to the day after Blood and Guts to the stadium just to have a conversation about what we wanted to do. And I'm sure all you guys kind of remember more more than each, but I was thinking, okay, we know that there's, because Tony said he wants to put Urban Meyer, and originally it was like Tebow or, or Trevor Lawrence, in the office. And I said, well, maybe we can fight in the office that'll be our world because last year everyone broke away into their own little worlds so how did you guys come up with your worlds
3: for me uh there was already a chair room for uh like for the stadium they had did you know that no we just were walking around the stadium trying to find an area and then there was already a chair room and then uh spears was like obviously you know that's his room And then uh, we were thinking, like, lighting and all sorts of things, like, almost like a video game. Like, Mm. this is uh, one of the bosses you got to beat. And uh, so, kind of when I walk into when the lights go off, it's almost video game like, like, you just stumbled across the Pokemon and now you need to go into battle kind (laughs) of thing. Um, So, that's kind of what we were thinking.
0: Just finding that one room. Yeah. How, How for the bar fight?
4: we just wanted to show a contrast like we had a different uh, many different uh ideas going into it but uh you know uh with the music we wanted to kind of set up the world where it's like okay they're in the uh, originally we wanted a country song playing in the background so it's kind of like FTR this is kind of their scene bam here we come busting through the doors there's a shift changed with Conan changing the music and then hip hop is playing uh so that was our idea where it shows a contrast between us because very much FTR and us are very much alike in a sense, but we're from different worlds, and we wanted to kind of portray that in the scene. And um, I think he came across like so. And um, I I just have to sidetrack for a second. Tully in that outfit was amazing. Uh (laughs) (laughs) It was one of my favorites. The picture that they have with Tully just... <laughs> you guys Just walk in. And shoot, shoot oh the man, it's it's amazing. That's one thing
0: I love about Telly is he goes all in. Like he's not. He gets it. He he understands the heel. You go on. You're not worried about what you look like. He shows up in like his sparkly. <laughs> like when we were shooting that bubbly at him, he was nowhere to be seen. He wasn't getting his sparkly jacket. <laughs> I,
3: I aimed for him though. I yeah. saw him trying to get away. I was like, i
0: <laughs> but but yeah. But the 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 dichotomy of that was so great. And the original idea was. I think you mentioned we should try and get DMX. Or maybe Max mentioned we should try and get mm-hmm. DMX.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So to kind of talk about the music for a bit, I was like, first of all, we tried to get Van Halen running with the devil when Max and I teamed that one time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: They came back and said, for a one-time use, it's $500,000. Which is basically a nice way of saying, go fuck your ass. You know? And I was like, <laughs> if I was the richest man in the world, if I was, if I was Tony, I would have said, here's a million, give it to us twice. but they were like and so uh, so Frank Sinatra was was a lot cheaper but it was really hard to get because Sinatra once again this is a you know me and my shadow this is a big time guy he didn't write the song but it's the publishers who own it Mm -hmm. okay so then even like for Judas like when I want to use Judas I can't just use it Sony who owns our publishing has to approve Mm -hmm. so DMX was the idea and I thought well there's no way so I asked Mega who's who's as Conan will call her, Legal Girl, which she's now changed her, <laughs> to the AW Legal Girl, which she's changed her Instagram to, if you guys saw That's great. She kind of does this. That's kind of one of her, her fortes for the NFL, to get mm-hmm. r- licensing for songs. So I said, well, it's probably a long shot. Thinking about the Van Halen one, because Eddie had just died. Mm-hmm. They'd probably never use it. And they mm-hmm. came back and said, yes, for X, going to give it to you. Mm-hmm. And it was for not a huge, not Van Halen money, mm-hmm. And not Frank Sinatra money, which was 15 grand, but somewhere like lower than that, where it was affordable, we mm-hmm. can do it. And mm-hmm. I even said like, I'll go halves, like, let's mm-hmm. just get this. Yeah. And this is funny because this is like, and you'll, you know, you were having some rough times, uh, Santana was, and I was like, dude, I got a surprise for you. And he goes, what's the surprise? And like I said, we got DMX. And like, I thought this is going to be it, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and, and we were all excited. And I think you were. Probably, and you realize, I think Larry said, What's the surprise? So I just told you what the surprise was. <laughs> yeah. Is <laughs> yeah. that enough? Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I could only imagine he's like, what
2: a prick guy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just just gave him like one of the greatest things ever. Yeah.
0: He still asked me what the surprise is? <laughs> what a jerk. So so then a couple days before, poor Daryl, because you guys so Daryl's one of our production managers who he's on the field with us. During the Stampede. Now, you got the guys in the truck, and you got us, and he's the middleman. I remember last year, because he was wearing that stupid mask. I was ready to rip his mask off, like, at 5 in the morning. I'm like, what are you saying? Tell him this. Tell them that. What? Make a facial expression, because he's super stoic. He's yeah. great at his job. Yeah, yeah. I'm super emotional. It's like, f***. God, God. <laughs> so he tells me, so I heard that we don't have DMX. I'm like, what are you talking about? So then this domino effect goes to where we were originally given permission, but the family has to sign off on it, and they didn't sign off. Okay. So then I have to break the news, like, oh, man, we don't get DMX. So then we're trying to get, what were some of the suggestions?
2: They we were. I was trying to reach out to uh, some of my friends that are part of, like, uh, Griselda Records, which is, like, this popular hip-hop group now with uh, West Side Gun and Benny the Butcher and uh, Conway the Machine. Then I uh, reached out to my other friend, Smoke Dizza. So I was just trying to, reach out to all the guys that I knew that are popular and that you know have a, a really big following right. and stuff like that and they um, enjoy
4: wrestling, they're and, wrestling they, fans. and they're huge
2: wrestling fans right, yeah. so they would have definitely like let it happen it's funny because I I messaged West Side gun uh, the day before when when we were trying to figure things out and he didn't see the message until what was it I think Monday and then Monday he responds he's like I'm so pissed that I missed this message because he was like bro the hey, next time I've? he was like the next time you ever want to use anything you have my sign off like I'm any any time. so uh, but I was like you know next time we'll, we'll, we'll definitely make something One happen I'm,
0: then I'm just looking through trying to find some of these names here so we're looking to try and find anybody with a certain vibe to it mm-hmm. and once DMX was out I was like what are we going to do you know yeah. what I mean and yeah. so Cause she's like, uh, we were offered Curtis Blow the breaks, and she goes,
2: Jesus, <laughs> that know. is the most feel good hip hop song. Tell you,
0: dude, because she goes, uh, it's it's similarly iconic, first rap song to ever be certified gold and number ten on VH1's list of the hundred best hip hop songs of all time, right? So I said, can they get it to us for sure? Then I listened to it and I go, this thing is way yeah. too happy. <laughs> it sucks needs to be dirtier and vibe and then she came up with a couple others and god bless her she was working hard trying to get something and we just couldn't get anybody and I was like my hip hop knowledge is limited Mm -hmm. so I was asking you guys I had Eddie Kingston come in Mm -hmm. I know he's from the streets can you give us and he's a lot of his ideas were the same as yours and we just couldn't find anything so then I asked Mikey Ruckus who is a guy that's come through for us a couple times Mm -hmm. can you make something like can you make X go and give it to you but just not where we're gonna get sued. And like he a came remix with almost. A, yeah. With, yeah. He came back with one. And it was and Mega just said you got to change the horns or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. and he came up with one that was pretty, pretty, pretty close. And, good. Pretty and close. it was close. Yeah. yeah. When
2: I when you sent it to me, I was like, did they use the same beat? Like, because yeah. it sounded exactly the same. And he which got is some awesome. guys from
0: Atlanta, some rappers yep. from Atlanta that came in and 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 listen, this Mikey Ruckus, he's an unsung hero because I was like, yeah. dude, you got how much time? Do I, have? I said you get twenty four hours find some rappers and, and do it so he yeah. he really he really did and uh it came through in the clutch for that for us so yeah. i'm just trying to find the rapper's name uh, omega sparks and doe the Paperboy mm-hmm. uh from atlanta laid down a great rap for yeah. us and then the last thing i'll say about it is we originally tried the country music mm-hmm. but i was like okay this doesn't fit at all because this is lit like a club mm-hmm. it feels like a club mm-hmm. everyone's dressed like a club and Conan's the DJ. And he would never. He would never. I don't, <laughs> I don't know about never. No, I put it
2: past, past him. Ortiz and I, we had this argument over text. Like we were all talking with, with FTR and stuff. And uh, I was straight up. I was like, first of all, Conan would never play no. I don't know about that. And That's then he the goes, I don't know about. I was like, bro. He'll tell you himself. I mean, yeah, he's, Conan he's might just,
4: surprise you, man. I'm telling you, no you with don't some sleep, with
0: some freestyle. Or some well, I'm talking style, about with some,
4: uh, some 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 country. He would play not, like
0: '80s yeah. Lover Boy or something. <laughs> like that. <laughs> the yeah. And the and the funny thing too is because we had just gone through all this stuff on the on the on the DMX and and the the, the, the library music they had this country music. It was really bad. And then I'm like, well, FTR wouldn't hang out in a place like this. And I said, just find some really shitty EDM. Mm-hmm. And they used that. And then when the transition came to the, to the hip hop, I thought it really was like, okay, that worked. Yeah, yeah.
2: The best is like the club is playing EDM, right? And you got FTR and Tully dressed like some <laughs> some village yeah. people. And that, I, th- <laughs> I think that was the greatest thing ever. And then their facial expressions when we walk yeah. in and you see like Dax with his hand on his hip <laughs> yeah. and he's like leaning again. And I'm like, this just
0: doesn't look right
2: at all. <laughs> this is,
0: and, and then the funny thing about it too was, was uh, when they got a bunch of extras and once again, like I don't like, I'm not a control freak, but I'm kind of the point man on this. So if there's something going on with our match and you got to tell someone in our, please tell me they told everybody else, but me about they needed extras for the club. So last minute they get the captain to get mm-hmm. extras. And I said, can I see a list of those extras? All guys. And I'm like, you understand this is a club, right? Yeah. What kind of a club are these guys hanging in if it's all guys? EDM Village People <laughs> Club. <Yeah. right? laughs>
4: the Bullwister. The, was, the Bluister, <laughs> uh, for, right? For, for <laughs> Blues Academy, yeah. <laughs> so
0: then, so then they, they, get, they hire some chicks who they did the same thing they did last year. They show up for the shoot. Goes too late, they leave. Mm-hmm. So we got the aforementioned mega, the AEW legal girl, <laughs> and Jess Palumbo, who's our producer, yeah. put on nightclub dresses and hung out there. So yeah. at least you had a couple girls in the shot yeah. yeah thanks a lot chris harper
4: <laughs> i was all about fighting in the blue oyster man i love police academy <laughs> so We could have probably licensed that music fairly yeah. jake how about the
0: the, the your guys' scene
1: the freezer and all that sort of stuff oh yeah when we came in for rehearsal i had uh the highest hopes of being in the dmx scene. i was gonna just kind of work my way. <laughs> I think that. everyone was trying to the to see But it, it worked out way better that that was your guys' world. And uh, Chris, you had the idea because you That's had right. seen that you uh, scouted that they had a big freezer full of stadium food, hot dogs, hamburgers. But you know what's tinders, funny though, just peenas.
0: I didn't scout it, I just said, I remember I had just thought about Rocky when he was in the he worked at the butch at the at the factory on the docks mm-hmm. the the meat factory and he was practi- mm-hmm. working out with the with the carcasses and I thought it'd be kind of cool like a scary movie where there's hanging bodies but they're carcasses and you guys were so I said is there a freezer in here or something and that's kind of where that started.
1: Yeah, yeah, I thought it was a great idea. I immediately thought that'd be awesome if we could do like a Bruce Lee like mirror scene where there's where is the guy type deal. And uh, I think it really worked out well. Once we got in there, the way the world kind of came to life is like the room was like a, a big L, and we wanted the, like a certain flow. And again, Choreograph and uh, Joe, Joe Vert, I always call him Joe Dirt, you know, they were telling us we're big guys, have a higher cadence with it. And uh, it was cool that I was able to like, incorporate a lot of the, like, the MMA training that I had with this and really make Wardlow look a lot tougher than he is. Uh, (laughs) but uh no disrespect to him he's a he's a he's a great athlete and uh it was just cool i felt like we had the most toys to play with we had the freezer we had like peanuts to bump on we had icicles hanging we had the pigs uh going through that wall uh just sucked though it was like it just like did not crumble it looked like it was like slow to me it was like the slowest explosion uh like a real wall would be yeah yeah i was like okay um, but I was very happy with everything. And, man, it was just cool to kind of get the Backstein side of it and see how they really would do that for a movie. I'm a big movie guy and love action movies. And so how they would show how they would shoot into the wall scene, and specifically learned a lot. And talking about Joe Verde, it's cool. Like, it's so different, but... The stunt world and what he does is very similar to ours. We just have our differences. And it was cool to kind of get the pig's like, I know the,
0: flight, the fight scene that we had. Uh, he was like, you slip, slip, and if you kickbox, or, or and, you know, we, MMA training, slipping, you're, you're, you're dodging. And Max didn't know that term. And so it was like, and swinging duck. For us, to be like, you know, I don't even know how you would say it because we don't really do. It'd be block the punch, block the punch. Duck two. It's, it's, yeah, duck yeah. two. So, but just a little slip and those little details helped to make it different and make it seem much more kind of exciting. Sammy, talk about the second part of your scene because I know there's some stuff that you wanted to do after the chair room when you kind of went Oh, into right. Way.
3: So like uh, there was that, uh, I don't even know what you call it, that big shelf thing with all the stuff yeah. on it. Um, and then we had those two tables and you know me, I'm always trying to do some crazy stuff. And so first there was an even taller shelf right to the right of it and I climbed up there, and see, that was probably like 20 feet in the air. I'm like, yeah, maybe I just go, you know, I jump off this, miss, miss something, whatever, and that's the end of my scene. I'm dead after that. Everyone's like, you're legit going to die, though. <laughs> like, there's concrete underneath. I'm like, I'll be fine. Yeah, right. I understand how to do it. Um, but then they're like, no, you can't do that. So then I was like, okay, maybe I'll do the lower one. So. I, and then it changed to oh, no, we don't want you know, jumping off. Them. I'm like, all right, maybe, maybe, maybe I get thrown off of it, you know. I just was throwing everything at the wall. I'm yeah. like, kill me with something. And then it got swept from under me. Spears moved, and uh, but I still got to do some parkour stuff, you know. Got that was to, cool. Yeah, jump onto the little uh, forklift thing or whatever it is, and then there was, was one point the where the they were like, somebody
0: wants to use the forklift," like as if you wanted to like be pulled up on the forklift or something.
3: Yeah, they all told me no. Yeah, big yeah. no on that yeah. one or not oh the forklift okay I thought you meant the was it, what was it called what is that called the,
0: the, the thing the cherry, picker? the cherry picker is that what it is or the, the thing that goes up yeah 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 the like thing the, that Kenny Moon like Kenny Moon yeah, yeah, the street yeah. fight yeah. so
3: yeah I had about eight people come up to me that day and say nothing off that and I was like but you don't know what I'm gonna do they're like just don't even touch it I'm like alright
0: and, the, and then the other thing was when you got the bolt cutters you see the bolt cutters you were gonna have the handcuff on <laughs> for the NC. Yeah. I yeah. remember halfway through I was like he doesn't have his handcuff what about yeah. the handcuff and I'm like Exactly.
3: yeah I mean if you really want to get more behind the scenes since we're speaking of the handcuffs I mean I got this black eye here that's right <laughs> yeah. yeah Chris you got to probably see that like I, saw it. It was standing, I yeah. never got to watch it back yeah, yeah, but I'm pulling these I'm pulling these handcuffs that's attached to the to the bar and I'm pulling it pulling it and I don't know who is in charge of these handcuffs We're you know a million dollar company got four dollar uh, handcuffs yeah. they came off hit me right in the eye Gave me a black eye.
0: Yeah, the, the handcuff came unattached and swung and hit him in the face. Dude, that hurt more than the whole scene. Anything else? Yeah, the yeah. whole scene. I remember looking at Sean like, bro, <laughs>
2: we're, we're supposed to take care of each other. He's like, that was all him.
0: He's <laughs> yeah. kicking my own ass. <laughs> and, then, and then you said the handcuff was too long, the chain was too long. Yeah, or and then like I was
3: that. you know doing the 630, like it's going to whip and hit yeah, me yeah, or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I just left it in the cup holder. I was like, you know what? I cut it off with the ball right, cutters. That's what yeah, I did. That, that makes sense. Yes.
0: Let's talk about the big scene that everybody was talking about, which, of course, was the repelling off oh, the scoreboard. Oh, God. Board, which you guys are all blaming it being my idea. Was it really my idea? That was, was your all idea. You, so, how do you guys remember being. No, I, I, think, I think we. What it was was that when they
2: told us, all right, we're going to do Stadium Stampede 2 with. With these guys with the Pinnacle, I think that's when we had started thinking of like ideas, and we were all throwing out ideas or whatever. So the original idea that we all had was to have a helicopter, right, right, and fly over the stadium, to lower, and we all rappel out of the helicopter, right, on some like SEAL Team Six shit. And uh, and I remember, <laughs> I remember when we had mentioned that to you, you were the first one to go well, y'all can repel. That, that <laughs> helicopter's gonna lower that ass and I'm gonna walk right out of it. Yeah, I do <laughs> so, remember that. And then we all started giving you shit. We were like, no, come on. You're gonna be the first one to repel out of there. And then, and then, yeah, I think, you know, it was a, a uh, an idea we all pretty much had and agreed with. And then I don't think the, the helicopter was available. Well, it's funny because
0: at one point, too, uh, Charlie, who, by the way, did a great job on, on everything, he said... Uh, well, yeah, the, the the we can't do the helicopter because of the insurance. I said, well, "What do you mean?" He goes, "Well, the, the, no one can get thrown out of the helicopter because of insurance." I said, "Well, who who wants to get thrown out of the helicopter?" Bing, Sammy,
3: <laughs> dude, I, it's a movie. You know, we're doing this movie <laughs> like match. Imagine twenty, forty feet in the air and thrown. You
0: understand out. that you're that you, when you land, you will land on basically. It the ground i'll make yeah. it work i'll, I'll make, make it work it's spoken from a true guy who's never been injured before just you know. wait until you get your first you'll think differently uh, but the point is i was like well the idea has never been for sammy to get thrown out of the helicopter although sammy wanted to do that i remember also, we were
3: texting about it too you're like no, i'm not getting thrown out of the helicopter I'm like, no chris i'm getting thrown <laughs> yeah. out of
0: he's also the guy that wanted to get thrown off the top level of the staircase last year yeah from the top of the stadium i go what's what are you gonna do when you land he goes well i don't know disappear <laughs> disappear i'm dead so uh so the, the the helicopter was just hard and I remember I think somebody I think it might have even been Tony that was really anti helicopter talking about Kobe Bryant and he just didn't like helicopters and all that sort of stuff. But I remember that somebody told me it might have been Charlie that said that the mascot Jackson DeVille who I beat up last year at the games repels from something and he ziplines. So I said so you mean repelling and ziplining is an option. He said, yes. I said, well, that's interesting. Let's put that down on the list of things. So that's kind of where that came from. And then they told me that, cause I think we had thought, okay, we'll, we'll zip line down onto the field and then we'll be ready to, for battle. And they said that zip line you want to do is like double the price of the repelling. And when I say double the price, it's like 50 or 60 grand more expensive. So it's big money. And I was like, well, I guess we're repelling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not realizing exactly what that entails. Yeah. So let's talk about that. So we film most of our stuff during the day, and then we have to wait till it's dark to film the beginning of the match, right? So we show up there,
1: and let's talk about kind of the experiences of that. So it's, it's funny because you're talking about Sammy crashing downstairs, Sammy jumping out of the helicopter. And we've been talking about Stadium Stampede all of May. We knew we had a big month, and we were, had a vision and in my head, it was always Sammy going up to the high spots and coming down. And it wasn't until <laughs> about two hours before we actually had to do it that I got the actual details about what was happening. <laughs> I wouldn't sat in my trailer and I just sat there for a second by myself. Someone came in, I was like, I need a moment, dog, just give me a moment. <laughs> Yeah. You're not much of a heights guy. No, I'm not, man. I would say that's probably my kryptonite. Dude. You never me, would have known. You never said a word. You oh, can see it in I your mean, face in some of those sh- behind-the-scenes shots. I'll put that first climb up the scoreboard. Uh, that was scarier to me than going into an MMA fight. Yeah. I, I had more of a rush on that and like just felt like out in the elements like any moment it could have been. Well, it.
0: well let's talk about it first. So we go... Uh, to the the top flat platform where we, where we where we kind of landed off of that that's as high as it goes, so then they they put us they they kind of gave us a like a little bit of a safety briefing type of thing. Listen, they gave us a safety briefing and a
4: prayer, and I was <laughs> like, yeah, after the prayer, yeah. I was like,
2: this, we gotta yeah. go.
4: Like, let's. <laughs> I specifically remember one of the guys telling me. Um, Man, I forgot exactly what he said, but he was talking about an accident happening. He basically said there was this one guy yeah. that, and you went. I, I was just like, "Tell me when we when we're, we're back on the yeah. floor." I was like, "Don't tell me this now. Yeah. You're gonna mind f- me, and I'm gonna be up there the I whole time." I heard him say it, and I was yeah. like, "He's like, there this one guy that he like, stop. Yeah. stop right now.'" I was like, "Yeah, don't tell us." About
0: the- yeah, I said, "Tell us about the thousand people that had the best time ever. Don't tell yeah. us about the one guy that shit happened yeah.
4: to. You know, <laughs> to, to their credit, they were super professional." They ran through everything a million times with us, like two times on the floor. And then another time, he kind of gave us the run through yeah, yeah, yeah. the guy who was coordinating it. But yeah, the one guy that was in charge of me, I think specifically was just like, yeah, man, there was this one guy one time. And I was like, dude, come on. <laughs> Not right now. I never got the story from him, though. Well, we didn't, yeah. yeah, by the time we landed, <laughs> it was fine. But I
0: remember they the, the, the check, uh, you, they put like this, the whole harness on. Mm-hmm. And so if if I put it on Santana, then. I check to make sure, and then like Jake has to come check, another professional to check. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was standing there; and was, everyone else was getting checked, and I was like, "Is anyone going to check me? Like, do <laughs> so I get us to check?" <laughs> you start getting excited. Yeah, yeah, of course. What were you thinking then, Sammy? Because you're obviously the daredevil of, of the group in a lot of ways.
3: Uh, the scariest part was like the climbing up the Let's steep, fast so ladders. Explain what we're doing. What we're yeah, doing. so we have to go like go through like the, the the back of the scoreboard thing or the giant TV, whatever you call it. Yeah. And there's these ladders we have to climb up. And you're not strapped into anything. You're legit just climbing these steep ass ladders. Stories. They're like stories.
0: Ladders that are a story
3: long. And they're straight down. And like, I made the mistake of looking down. Because I'm like, man, I feel like we've been climbing for a while. And I look down. I'm like, oh shit, we're high. You
0: know? (laughs) (laughs) Mind Uh, you, we weren't hooked up
2: to anything at that point.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We weren't strapped in, nothing. And they never really told us that, which maybe is by design. They just said, okay, you guys climb up these ladders. And I was thinking, like, This is pretty high because this scoreboard, I mean, is it 100 feet, 150 feet? I don't know. So we're basically climbing 150 feet straight up and it's nighttime. So it's windy, not super windy, but windy enough. I also had that stupid arm Mm -hmm. brace on and my uh, arm was taped. So my hand was taped. So it's a little bit slippery slidey. And that thing kept getting caught at times. Mm -hmm. And I was like, if this thing, like if you fell off this ladder you literally would die because you Over. would fall stories. Mm-hmm. There was mm-hmm. no, like, different platform from each, from what I recall. It was just one big ladder, then there be kind of, like, a little area, then another story of ladders, mm-hmm. then a little area. And you were kind of ass flying in the wind. Mm-hmm. Now, you said, Jake, that was more terrifying than an MMA fight?
1: It really was. I had to, like, go to a special place in my head um, and just tell myself, step, grab. Yeah step grip and it was one of those things that I was so glad that I went through with you guys and afterwards it was an awesome experience and like I mean how many like feelings are, do we get right. like that in life but if y'all would not have been there my ass would not have gone on those stairs <laughs> that was for you guys mary yo Christmas. Jake
2: first of all jake we we still got beef because supposed the the stunt coordinators they were like the two biggest heaviest guys have to be on on each end yeah we, right? we had to be
1: on the ends right
2: so So we're getting up there and we're climbing we finally make it up the those terrible ass ladders and we're inside the scoreboard. We're right behind it.
0: Did you see those giant spider webs all over the place? Yeah, it was insane. now I got to deal with spiders. Too? Yeah,
1: like right out of a sauce. Hollywood haunted house, right. spider Web. Right. We
0: survived the climb, right to these. And you, I swear, the moment we came up, there was this giant spider going, "What's up?" I'm like, "Are you kidding <laughs> me? Come, Come on, man!"
2: So we're we're inside the scoreboard, and you know the guy, the coordinator, he's like, "Hey, all right, so obviously the two the two biggest guys have to go first or whatever." And and uh, you know he was making sure you guys we were gotta in climb order up on
0: the roof first.
2: Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, so he goes, so who's going to go first? And I just see Jake do the Homer Simpson into the, the <laughs> into the bushes. Yep, into the bushes. He disappeared. And then I'm looking around, and Jake is a big dude. That was the first time I, I, have, I didn't see Jake. And he just, like, disappeared. So, so I, I tell the guy, I was like, well, me. I guess I'm, I got to go up there first. And I remember getting up there, and he strapped me in
1: a real friend thank you
2: yo that's real love but uh you know we get up there he puts me in position he straps me in and then he goes and walks away and i look at it i was like yo where you going And he's like i gotta go get the other guys and i'm like so i have to stand up here by myself like that's what you're telling me he's like no i'll be quick quick my ass all right i was up there and I saw 30 years of my life like <laughs> flash through my eyes and I'm just holding on tight and the wind is going and I'm just like, this can't be my life. And well, yeah, and I'm by myself. I can't even like talk to no one. It was, Jake, I
4: love you. To further his point, I, I went up second and I was like, ah. Oh. I'll go up there with my partner. I'm not going to leave him out there hanging. His face was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> he was like shitting his pants. And he looked at me and he looked like he saw a ghost. He was, yeah, pale, was pale. pale. And he was just like, I saw my whole life flash before my eyes. And I just started dying. And he was really like, well, the whatever. F- the thing is too, when we're walking on the,
0: on the on the top of it, they have you safety lined. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in between every pole, they have to take the safety line off and put it back on. That's how mm-hmm. we're kind yep. of inching our way down. And I remember every time that safety line came off, I was like, put it back on, put it back <laughs> on. And then yeah. when you get to the position you got to be, the safety line comes off, and you are like, are you kidding me?
4: Yeah.
0: You know? And so, because you were second, mm-hmm. then was like, I was yeah. third, and I then was you were fourth, and then Jake was last, right? Yeah. By design. By design. <laughs> so then they said uh, the three guys in the middle, which is Sammy Ortiz and I, you'll go first, and then, and then Jake and, and Santana will go second. And I remember him saying, like, now that you're hooked up here, like, now that you're on the line, if you fell asleep right now, you would still go. Like, you have no control anymore now, right? So then we're sitting there for 20 minutes Mm -hmm. as they're getting the shot ready. That's when I started to get in my head and started to lose it. Mm -hmm. How was it for you guys sitting there like that?
2: That was terrible. Yeah. That was... (laughs) you know, because like you said, your 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 head starts going to like some real dark places. Yeah. You know, and you start being reminded of other situations right. that that have happened, and and as much as you try not to think of those things, is is almost next to impossible because you're, you know, this this is such a even though you know we're all professionals and the guys that were taking care of us were all professionals, anything can happen. Right. You know
0: what I mean. Anything. Right. And uh, but. I remember looking down, and it was so high up that the I saw these little black marks on the ground mm-hmm. that later on I realized were the refs. They were so small. They looked like little, tiny, yeah. like smaller than, than grains of rice. Uh-huh. Like just little kind of little like eyelashes mm-hmm. almost. Smaller, yeah. you know? How about you, Sammy?
3: So, yeah, when we first got up there and we were strapped and just sitting with our legs dangled over it, just waiting, uh, at first I was like, oh, shit, this is kind of scary. But then like after a little bit, I'm like – I'm not backing out I know y'all not backing out so I'm like whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen I might as well just try to enjoy it cause you know I'm probably never gonna do it again Mm. so then I started kinda f***ing around like kinda dancing a little bit next to Jake you know it was cool, man. It was. I definitely don't want to do it again, but it was definitely an experience. The best part
0: is that then you start getting your vlog. Yeah. Because uh, Joe, like you mentioned, Joe, our stunt guy, he climbed up with us just to be there and then climbed down again. Yo. I can't imagine climbing down those stairs. Okay,
3: I would do it again. Because I would not want to do those stairs. If you could
0: jetpack me up to the top, yeah, I'm gonna do it again. But I'm not doing. I'm those not climbing ladders those again. Those so anyway, so you're doing your vlog thing, and I remember I made a joke when you're in a circle, you're always on top. What a stupid catchphrase yeah. that was. We're all laughing except for Jake, who's looking straight forward. <laughs> so then I watched it again, and Jake has a little bit of a of a grin, and that's it. We're all like, ah, ha, ha, ha. Jake's just like, <laughs>
1: not. Around crew, <laughs> as soon as we get down on the ground, I had so many production guys come up to me and they're like, Man, we got your face when you were at the top, <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, Dad, I, I looked tough. And they were like,
2: Then it looked like he was an undefeated yeah. Uh, yeah, MMA yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> and then I go, So you guys had zoomed in cameras on us? I should have found out that beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> so then they go,
0: They said, Three, two, one, go. And this is go time. And I. I so you guys went, uh, Santana and Sammy, sorry, Ortiz and Sammy went first. And I sat there for a second, a little longer, only because like a little bit intimidated, but like you're trying to make sure you're in the right position. And there was kind of a There's cable a underneath, yeah, the cable. a wire underneath our seats. that you Same, could same kind thing of happened got, to me. It got, it got caught, caught up on caught the harness, bit, right? Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah.
0: Here's the thing. When you guys went... I saw the rope that was right in front of me gets pulled out. And I'm like, oh, that pulls them out. Oh, it's pulling me out, too. And then here we go. So I came off. I swung straight out. And I came straight back and hit the scoreboard. And I, I, you can still see the little cut. I didn't yeah. cut my, which Ortiz will say, Ortiz uh, hurt his finger. But I came and smacked against the scoreboard, which it's solid and it's serrated. Like you can mm-hmm. feel the edges, like almost like a, like a, like a, a, a ruffled chip yeah and i hit that thing hard it was like donk it's like <laughs> shit but the thing for me was there was no like if you bungee or something you feel that you go down and up there was none of that like once we went out there was a swing but you could feel we were super strapped in mm-hmm. i never felt like wobbly mm-hmm. and then i felt a little bit better about it you know um how was it for you guys getting pulled out
4: uh yeah i i f- for the whole time to go back to your question earlier with the mindset uh it was helping that we were talking. Like yes, me, you, and yeah. Santana were like off to the side, and we were talking. So it helped me get distracted, and I was just focusing on the instructions. I never looked down. I was like, if I look down, I'm going to freak myself out. Yeah. So I never looked down. And then when he said, three, two, one, go, I was like, I'm just going to go as soon as he says go. Whatever. I'm going to trust in the equipment, trust in everybody, and go. So when I went, I pushed off and went flying off. And then as I'm falling down I remember saying you can grab the the rope that the harness is attached to in front of you. So I'm a right I'm right-handed and just automatically I want to go grab the rope. But then as soon as like you hit uh tension, mm-hmm. it kind of pulled up a little bit and my fingers slipped down and it hit the metal part of the um the clip or whatever? The clip. Yeah. yeah and my fingernail hit my cubicle, and my fingernail almost That's came off. That's what it is, yeah, yeah, I see it now. So then it just started bleeding, and then all the fear I had went away because I'm like, F- my finger. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, you can see certain shots that I'm in the air getting <laughs> laid down. I'm, I'm supposed to look like a badass, but I'm just like this <laughs> with my finger. And luckily, man, I my finger didn't get caught with all that pressure coming down. Yeah, that could've been dangerous. Man, I I would have kept going with a finger like my finger just on the floor. (laughs) Like (laughs) like what I would have did. But I, I almost lost a finger, but Jake being the only smart one, he, he stopped by a gas station earlier in the day and got gloves. Uh, and everyone I talked to, and they were like, you're repelling and you didn't have gloves? And no I was like, I know. Us. Yeah, no one no, told us. God. Yeah, I, was, I think
2: <laughs> we do this shit every
0: week. Any yeah. <laughs> other entertainment, movie, TV, whatever, they'd have stuntmen going down and then we'd get about six feet off the ground, yeah. we'd say cut, and then we'd get the glory shot. Yeah, yeah. That's not what happened. That was us from the beginning till the end. Yeah. Um, so when we go over the edge, what what are you guys thinking and how much longer was that until Santana
1: and Hager go? So right before it happened, like for me, like the sitting down and putting your legs over the edge and just kind of having to the dangle there and then they have to pull the slack out of the line and it kind of like pulls your hips out. So you really got to have a good grip. And, and before you say, let me just say,
0: what he's saying is we're literally sitting on the edge of that thing, like a little kid dangling his feet over the dock to
1: splash like the water. That's the water. how we're sitting yeah. for
0: 20 minutes. So continue.
1: And... Uh over the top of where we're sitting, there was, like, a steel cable. Right. And I noticed, like, my my thing got caught on it right away. And I was trying to, like, hit my butt over it but not go too far. And I know you guys had problems with it. And I felt like I was on an island screaming, hey, there's that cable. <laughs> 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 but, you know, how it goes in the moment. But after we got up there and we got over and, like, I saw you three go first you know, it's just time to go. You're not going to leave your brothers behind. And like he said, you felt very secured and uh, going down. At the very end, the pyro starts going off. And they had me, the last one, I was right over the pyro. And I was literally like Yosemite <laughs> Sam running, trying to get over the, away from the fire. And then the pyro guy came up to me. He was like, how was it? I was like, "Do I owe you money? <laughs> <laughs> Did it make it
0: easier when you saw us go over Santa? Um... It did a little bit, but I, I
2: just, um, again, I, I think we all had trouble with that, that cable that, cable, that yeah. yeah, cause I had gotten caught too, but, um, all like when, when it was time for us to, to go and, and, you know, push off the, the ledge, all I kept thinking, and I think I might have yelled it while we were going, to, I just kept thinking of that scene in the Lost Boys where they're <laughs> hanging from the bridge and they just let go yeah. and they fall into the clouds and, uh. I remember just keeping that in my head. I was like, "Yo, I'm gonna fall
0: into a bed of clouds, <laughs> and we're gonna and we're gonna be okay. We're gonna be high." You, well, you even said that on because in the edit, I watched it before they put like the, the sound effects and the yeah. Judas over top. You were like, "We're the last Boys, mother." Yeah, yeah. And all you can see when we go over the edge here, like, a, ah, f- yeah. this is f- great. <laughs> it's like a million f-bombs dropped so in the middle and i remember too the guy also said if you start spinning around uh, spin your leg around in a circle and that'll keep you forward kind of like if you're swimming you try and want to stay so i did that a couple times and then i did it one time and i had total control and i put my finger out like i'm coming after you max and they got it on camera and it's like that's the one time i look cool the whole time and they caught it on camera so it's like all right Still, one time you had control exactly one <laughs> control. And like now once we got like probably a quarter of the way down yeah. i realized that like we are totally fine yep. now let's start having some fun with it mm-hmm. you know
1: watching the back i didn't see us up there i saw steven seagal schwarzenegger chuck <laughs> norris so, yeah
0: dude yeah like or the avengers like that yeah. was a superhero moment yeah. like i remember afterwards we're like who gets to do this shit like it was scary at first, but nobody has ever done that before in wrestling. I'll say nobody's ever done it again, and if they do, it's only because they're copying us. That's pretty badass.
1: That's one of the cool things about the Stampede is like the first year, you didn't really know what it was, so there's no pressure on like what, what we could do because we knew we could just make something. Right. And then this year, there's more pressure. You want to like have it on the same level or better and have it in a different light. And so just having that opportunity to be able to create and like do stuff like this in order to make it better really cool to be a part of
2: i'm just uh, i'm just thankful and and just it's awesome that a lot if not all of the things that we have done so far in the last 18 months it's going to live forever Mm -hmm. you know with with this company and as the company continues to grow and expand and like these are moments that are solidified in the the company's history you know and the fact that we all got to do it together and and experience all those things together is just it's awesome man
0: yeah when we did that montage last week which was a minute and and you said like yeah, we've done some pretty cool shit and that was just a, a short little yeah. slice of it you could make a whole 90 minute documentary on yeah. the inner circle uh, a few more things that i wanted to point out when we got to the bottom and landed our pyro goes off but when we got to the bottom ortiz the, the weight was off and he fell on his back yeah like as he landed like he, as he hit the ground so he didn't fall from any distance Yeah. So he lands on the ground and the pyro's going off, and I'm like looking at him. He's like, "I'm like, get up, get your (laughs) ass up. If you don't get, if we don't get this pyro
4: shot, I ain't doing it again. Get up, get up." I I was literally like a turtle on it on the back of the shell. I was just so embarrassed because we're we're looking like badasses, but the harness since it's so clipped so high my weight was kind of like above my hips. So my feet touched the ground, but then all of a sudden it's just like all the slack went. And I just straight back bumped on the ground. (laughs) So I was just laughing. And Chris was like, get up, get up. And I'm like, oh shit, okay.
0: Yeah, Chris was making damn sure he wasn't climbing up that shit again. This is one time we got it. Uh, Something we've done great every time, we've done it a a bunch of times, is uh, the, the, the matching outfits, but cool versions of them. We had for the weigh-in we had kind of the MMA track suits mm-hmm. that we got made for the One, we had the football uniforms which was awesome blood and guts we had the, the prison outfits and then we came up with the idea actually I think Jake first had the vest because we had spoken about doing maybe the Warriors gimmick from the movie where they're all wearing the vest and Jake got one made just talk about that's, that's Ortiz's boy yeah, or, and Santana's Santana, boy yep. great job and those things looked great yeah, on man. camera they really did like that to me was like maybe our best costume ever you could fight in it and just talk a little bit about that that idea what do you think Sammy about that
3: yo I thought they were badass like I just was gonna wear it one time and then like frame it like I did with the football but like man these are so cool I wanna just wear it out every week now you know whenever I wrestle and that's
0: the thing because it says our names and nicknames and stuff on it we could wear it no matter what. Yeah. You could wear it forever, you know? I think I'm
3: going to. Yeah. Like, I was going to do a one-time thing, but they're they're just
4: too badass. Uh, Shout out to uh, his uh, IG. You can follow him. He's an artist. He does paintings. He does graffiti. He does a little bit of everything, and also he raps as well, right? Yeah, he's just he's kind of a jack of all trades and he's just super talented. Uh, his IG is uh, Tony.Caves. Tony dot caves cabs. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: He's also Hawk Motorsports, which is HWK Motorsports. No, that's the
4: uh the, the brand of the leather vest. Oh yeah yeah. I that's separate. That on. yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a little yeah. Yeah. vest by Hawk Motorsports. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, have, well, to I'll yeah, have to switch yeah, that. I'll have to switch yeah. that give me his name later. But what, that's the
4: brand of the vest that gotcha, we had. Gotcha. But yeah. <laughs>
0: well thanks to them.
4: <laughs> <laughs> he's thinking that's Idiot. but um, uh, I, uh yeah he uh he hooked it up uh, we've known him for a while he's a uh, part of um bodega bams his crew the, the 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 artist that did our first theme song and yeah man he's he's always been a big supporter he's a huge wrestling fan and uh, uh yes yeah, since day one since we got with him he's just uh, we've always really really uh loved his work like he helped design our first shirt and stuff like that and uh, a couple of other things. But um
0: The cool thing about it is when Jake got it made, you had kind of the, the Santana Ortiz the Statue of Liberty, mm-hmm. but with the, the American bandana. I never would have thought of that. I would have put like an Inner Circle logo on the back, but it just looked cooler because yeah. if you look closely, people watching, Santana Ortiz, they're... Uh, Statue Liberty has a Puerto Rican headband, mm-hmm. Sammy's and Jake's has an American flag headband and mine has a Canadian flag yeah, headband. Yeah. That's just another little detail. Like these yeah. things- By the way,
2: my, my grandma that was my grandmother's favorite like Part of the
4: whole map, just a little detail, just
2: that detail that we each had our different, you yeah. know, flags and stuff on the, cool. the, the statue. I dropped
4: the ball with Sammy. Yeah. He was supposed to, yeah. Someone, someone tweeted are like, well, how, how come we don't have the Cuban flag? I yeah. tried, I tried. I, to get I dropped it. the ball. I was supposed to relay the message, and I forgot to relay the message. Oh, no. so the that's the things me. are still dope, regardless. Yeah. yeah.
0: Besides his last name and his background, he's about as Cuban as I am.
2: <laughs> well, I think Jericho should have had the Cuban flag.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> last thing, Sammy, uh, as we it was, as we wind down here, the. the finish of the match we had discussed doing something high risk because I feel that, that you did it during the, the fight on the field which by the way this year did you guys notice we were hardly on the field at all uh,
4: for like a, a a minute and I thought <laughs> at minutes, first we yeah. might
0: get kind of you know roasted for that a bit but it didn't matter but I was just thinking we didn't do anything on the field we started there and we went off into our own little world mm-hmm. but you you had a shooter on the field that Sean moved mm-hmm. you were going to do it in the equipment the room off the rack and he moved and I just yeah. like are going to want to see this. And so we had discussed a couple things. You said, I'm just going to do what I feel. It's, either, it's going to be a couple. We'll tell the ideas. Yeah, it's it
3: was either going to be a shooting star, maybe a spiral tap or the 630. What's the spiral tap? Spiral tap is like a front flip, but you do like a 360 spin. Gotcha. You also discussed
0: maybe some kind of a frog
3: splash. Yeah, something. frog splash, swanton thing. Right. Um, the 630 is probably the coolest thing I have That's what do. I was hoping for. Yeah. But uh, when I'm up there, depending on where the guy's positioned, uh, you know, it can either go really well or really not. And it's the end of the match, so we went, we need it to go really well. can you imagine if I did the 6:30 and just
4: missed? <laughs> can you imagine pinnacle it's, pinnacle wins? Inner circle's done. <laughs> That's what would happen. I probably would just lay there like, you know what? Just pin, pin me, me, Sean. I yeah. want to
3: die. Like, <laughs> Um, but yeah, and no, I got up there, man, and with the crowd, it just was such an amazing feeling. I just it was in the moment, and I was like, I'm doing the 630, man. I'm going to nail this. And I nailed it. I crushed him.
0: Oh, yeah. You nailed, <laughs> you couldn't hit it any no. better
3: or any more vicious looking. Yeah. I guess he owes me money or something, you know? <laughs> but no, yeah, six. that was a brilliant idea, especially, it's almost like we planned that from the beginning with the teasing from the... The very beginning mm-hmm. to trying to jump off and then finally nailing it.
0: So, I guess, uh, huge success. Like I said, second biggest buy rate we've done. And and we've now opened the door for stadiums to MP3. And um, just final thoughts on the match for me. Like, I think we did such a great job in providing a different style of match with still all the twists and turns that you expect. We raised the bar in a lot of ways with the rappelling. Uh, we got so much mainstream press from the from the Urban Meyer scene. That was all over you know ESPN and you know Sports Desk and Canada, everything. Um, and I think, once again, we, we proved everybody who thought they knew what we were going to do wrong. Oh, it's just going to be another comedy. It was not that. It was a hard-hitting action movie that we wanted. And once again, to do it with you guys, it was awesome because definitely one of the highlights of my career is being in the inner circle. But doing this, I remember when we finished that rappelling, just all of us looking at each other going like, what a, this is the coolest way to make a living ever. Yeah. You know, it was just unbelievable. So
2: No better job in the world, man. Yeah, so I just
0: think it was a huge success, and once again, another great moment to experience with, with you guys. Final thoughts?
1: Yeah, I think uh, it was really cool to be a part of, and it uh, just goes to show you like what, what Stadium Stampede could be. Like, where, where could it go if we do it again? It's really exciting. And uh, I remember we were texting about it after it went down, and I think you texted the group like saying those hugs in the in the ring were real, you know. And yeah. it, it, like it took me a moment because like you you're in the moment, you're just like like kind of just going one hug to the next, and then like sitting there, It's like, man, those were real. And like how many times uh, do people that you work with do you really love each other like 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 we do? And it's, it's just man, yeah, great place to work.
2: Yeah, like I've I. Uh it, like i said it, it's it, i think this is going to be something that we all remember for for the rest of our lives you know like uh i know damn well i'm not gonna forget <laughs> repelling off a yeah. of yeah. scoreboard in an nfl stadium and uh being able to do it with all you guys and and of course you know like we've ortiz and i have said this before like jericho and and reading your first book was the reason why you know how we became a tag team and all that mm-hmm. stuff so to see our careers come full circle the way it has and just having just the opportunity to experience all these things man has has been truly special and like i if if it all ended tomorrow like i can honestly say yo like we we did something special you know and i'm and i'm proud of what we've done
4: uh yeah to to go off the point i think the the hug at the end and the it, it was that crowd man they they made that moment so special for us and them singing judas it was just, that was the moment. It was just very full circle. Double or nothing started the pandemic, and then we finished the pandemic in a really feel-good way. And, um, you know, S- Sammy's redemption story, I think it played perfectly through the beginning of this story and this whole arc, and obviously we still got a story to tell. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm excited for, you know, 20 years from now, whoever is is in our spot, what they'll do with Stadium Stampede 10 or something yeah, like that. Like, because you only know with time things get crazier and better. You know what I mean? You will always have the, the nostalgicness of the beginning and the, and where it came from. But imagine what people are going to be doing. Like, you know, imagine a Leo Rush in a stadium stampede. He's already an action star in the ring. It'll be ridiculous, and um, I can't wait, man. And and to look back when we get older and be like, man, we influenced that, and it'll be so cool to see where it goes.
0: Our, our stadium stampede will look like the first Brett and uh, or the Sean and uh, Razor ladder match. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. This is
0: insane. They, took, they took three bumps.
3: <laughs> yeah,
4: <laughs> exactly.
3: Take it home, Sammy. Yeah, no, I, I mean, what Santana just said, too, I was thinking that when we're all hugging there, I'm like, man, if it just ended right here, my girlfriend's here, you guys are my best friends, like – if, if i just because earlier that day uh, a fan came to my room you know and tried to get in my room at the hotel oh,
0: really? yeah, yeah yeah
3: i had to change that's what, like i was oh, late shit. yeah i legit had to change what rooms and like i was thinking because like he wanted me to sign stuff and i was like if that guy literally kills me later like this is one of the best nights ever you know <laughs> like well, but luckily it didn't happen if he did we would kill him right after that's right so that's right uh but no It was a a night I'll definitely never forget, man. Um, Especially it was just cool to be able to see y'all's all scenes because I didn't watch anything back. I wanted to watch it with the crowd's reaction and everything and just like how we all come together and then also get creative separately to create this one thing, Stadium Stampede. I think that's what makes it so special is it's just 10 guys, us five, um, all coming together to make the best product. And Stadium Stampede, I think forever, it'll be cemented with Inner Circle's match, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, guys, a pleasure as always. I'm sure there'll be a lot more to come, and uh, like I said, I'll never forget us sitting on top of that stupid.